Welcome back into Defeating the Curse. This is one of our final editions of the Triple R, the Redskins roster report. Let's start with uh, official DTC confession. We've tried to record this episode a handful of times, at least three times, and we have been sidetracked every time by this debacle that is over there in Ashburn. This debacle of Bruce Allen doing don't know what and making the stupidest decisions of his life. I mean, it's almost like there's no point in talking about the rest of the roster. There is no point. Without a quarterback, no team is going to be successful. Without Kirk Cousins under center in 2018, this team is a one to zero, zero to one win team at most. We might get a tie because the NFL changed overtime rules, but I mean, they might win one or two games, man, but it's we're it's a shame what that Bruce matter? is in charge and that a deal didn't get done. Uh, it's a it's a buzzkill for the city. It's horrible for the team. There's no chance Cousins is back next year. Uh, if they're not going to pay him twenty five million, they're definitely not going to pay him twenty seven to thirty million if he has another outstanding season. And frankly, on a transition tag, I think you're going to see. We keep hearing about the Rams. Who may or may need a court and may or may not need a quarterback, to, depending on how their uh, their second year stud pans out. The 49ers need a quarterback. There's 15 teams right now that would pay him 25 million dollars. So it's not just one or two teams. And frankly, I'm looking at two teams in particular: the Broncos and the Texans. That if they add a a quarterback of Kirk's caliber, they're 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 locked to at least make it to the AFC Championship game, if not farther. So yeah, well, this is one and why. done for us and. It's Super Bowl or bust, and the Skins are going to be back in the gutter for the next 10 years as we search for another quarterback. Look, we promised our fans that we're not going to talk about Kirk Cousins and the quarterback situation on this podcast, but we still can't get over it. In my opinion, and I'm going to go on this, and then we're going to move on, a transition tag doesn't keep Kirk in Washington, D.C. The Redskins can offer that $28 million on transition tag. San Francisco is going to match that. And not only are they going to match it, they're going to make an offer. No, Rick, that the you got it. You simply gotta, can't do you it. You got it backwards, man. The the transition tag works like the way the NBA uh, the offer sheets work. So if, if the if the if the Jets throw thirty million in front of him, the Skins will have we an can option. Throw 31. No, they have an option to match it. I mean, that's the whole point we have of the to transition. Match. They have right. they can match it. So how many teams? That's why I'm saying right now today there are at least fifteen teams in the NFL that would pay him twenty five million dollars. For, for the next two or three seasons. I mean, this, this, so he's as good as gone. I mean, and it's... Well, look, they're going to make an offer that we can't match. Listen, that's listen. the simple truth to it. We transition no, no, him. We Someone's going to make an offer that we, we won't. We listen. can't because we have other players that we are that's have these huge contracts to. This is but why... We're going to get rid of Trent Williams. going to get rid of Jordan Reed. It's just not going to happen. They, they won't even pay him 22, 23 million. So what's what's the... You know, they're not, they're not going to match anything. Look, this but is... at the end of the day... This is the O-line, D-line, Triple R. And I know, FP, you really want to go Kirk Cousins. So I'll give no, you a minute. Go I don't want to go Cousins. Kirk Cousins. I actually wanted to go completely away from him and say this is why this segment is so important. The O-line, specifically, is going to be the make or break for if we keep Kirk Cousins. A, 
we have one of the best lines in the league now, surprisingly, out of nowhere. I mean, that used to be our, our biggest weakness. Right now, it's probably one of our biggest strengths. So he has to put into consideration, and I honestly, after listening to his interview with, with uh, the GP, I honestly think that he doesn't care about the money. And when you look at this O-line and you look at the team and you look at the weapons around him, this still looks like a good team for him. And I, and we got to dive into the O-line here, but I'm telling you, one of the best O-lines, one of the biggest O-lines, we average 6'5", 325. Those are some big boys. Hogs 2.0, those are some big boys that are going to be out there protecting him. And if we give Kirk a great season, and like Joe keeps saying, Super Bowl or bust, but if we give Kirk a great season, another 5,000-yard passing season, he may be inclined to stay. And that's why we got to deep dig into this because I think the O-line will be the make or break on the Kirk story. What do you think? I agree on the on the pass pro. You keep Kirk upright, he'll want to be here more. I mean, you don't give him the Jason Campbell treatment where every, or Patrick Ramsey every time he drops back, he's getting nailed. So I agree on that on that front. But I think at the end of the day, Kirk wants to see – what weapons Dan and Bruce are going to give him and whatever role Doug Williams has to play in this organization. Um, he wants to see, you know, just, just as he said on Grant and Danny on Tuesday, he wants to see what this organ he's, he's evaluating this organization. Right. Well, and can't you say the that the, the O-line day, is a weapon? The O-line is a weapon right now. Oh, absolutely. It's a weapon. But at the end of the day, if you have Kirk throwing for 5,000 yards and the Redskins going seven and nine and missing the playoffs, he's gone. He is gone. There's no chance he's going to stay. I, I don't mean, honestly. It, I don't see that happening this year. I see that no, even Kirk, if they win, first of if, all, they, if they win, if they win ten games and make the playoffs, he's gone. There's no scenario he comes back. Okay, even in the dream scenario, there's the reason I'm saying it's a dream scenario is we win the Super Bowl and then they blow up the team and the fan base will be satisfied for another ten years before we we start clamoring for another contender. There, there's no scenario where he comes back. And and frankly, I'm sick of talking about it. I'm I'm sick of thinking about it. Um, I, I will disagree slightly. I don't think the offensive line is like this uh, spectacular unit. It's better than it's been in. Seven oh, they're or eight top years. five. They're easily top five O line uh, in the league. Based on what? Top in pass on pro. In pass pro. In 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 run blocking too. You just need a running back. Yeah, but it's hard well, to say I that mean, cause I, we, it's hard to say that and evaluate them as a as a running unit as a blocking unit because, you know. Look, you gotta you gotta look at you gotta look at the facts, right? We're returning all five starters. Not one starter is is thirty years old yet. The, like I said, the line is huge, right? You look at the Cowboys. They everyone's gonna say Cowboys have the best line. They lost two key components to their line. I mean, Zeke is still gonna be Zeke. He's still gonna get his. But honestly, we are set at line, and 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 Trent is an all star or a, 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 a pro bowler, whatever we're, we're talking about. Too much football, basketball right? talk. Too much basketball talk, but honestly, I'm not even worried about it, right? I mean, the O-line is stacked. We, we pass pro, run blocking, everything. You, you can't can't be worried about it. And honestly, losing Corey Lichtensteiger is probably the, <laughs> the biggest benefit the Lions had this year. Yeah, I know. Me and you, FP, when we saw Corey Lichtensteiger get hurt in whatever week that was, I mean, we have this thing where obviously we watch every Redskins game together and no one else is allowed. And when we saw Lichtensteiger get hurt, I mean, the joy on our both of our faces. I mean, even though we, we kind of felt that the season was going to go south, but the joy on our faces when we saw Lichtensteiger get hurt. But, but I, I mean, I would agree with you, but I think this is the same O-line. I don't see them getting any better than they 
last year. I see them kind of staying the same. And when it's third and one, third and two, and they couldn't get that yard, what are we going to do? Was it That's the line that couldn't? Was it the line that couldn't get the yard? You got P right now, who's basically a bus, and he can get that for us. I mean, look at our backups, right? Our backups are Ty and Seki, Kwanjo, Ruye, and John Kling. John Kling is six eight, six eight, three twenty. He is he is a tree. He is yeah, our back. If our John line Kling is playing, stacked. then we have a, we have an issue. Well, yeah, but right. the thing is, the if, thing is that the, the the starting line has done pretty well the last two years, staying together, barring stupid suspensions for Trent. The, the, they've done pretty well sticking together, and and honestly, it, it's give and take, right? Does the O line make Kirk better? Does Kirk make the O line better? It, it's both ways, obviously, and and Kirk needs to realize that, and and the O line is all about that, right? So, I mean, yeah, you guys, you guys are well, putting like, you guys can't put too much on Kirk, and I don't think Kirk is putting too much on Kirk, and on top of all that. He has to prove himself, and the best way to do that will be for him to sit there with his own line and give them the praise, which he always does. I look, look, man, I'm I'm FP. I'm I'm Fat Paul for a reason. I played O line. You want to you want to play for your guy? Yeah, I agree. I mean, but I, I don't know. I mean, I I'm I'm not worried about the pass pro. I'm worried about the run blocking. I think uh, we're putting too much faith in Samajay. He's still a rookie. I'm not sure how much playing time he's going to get. We've seen with, you know, Jay Gruden is kind of hesitant to put in that that rookie. What did it take? It take Fat Rob um, what like eight games to to pass to surpass uh, Matt Jones as starting running back. So I don't think P Ryan's going to be the workhorse in the beginning of the season. I think Fat Rob. It's going to be Fat Rob's show, and when Fat Rob, if hopefully he doesn't, but if he drops the ball. Look. You know, then it's time to make that switch. But at the same time, I mean, when it's third and one, third and two, let me ask you this: When it's third and one, third and two, are you throwing or are you passing? I mean, it's Jay Gruden. He's probably going to pass. If you're the if you're the coordinator, are you throwing or are you passing on third and one, third and two? I would run, and uh, I'm going to use P Ryan. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see that with this offense. I'm sorry, uh, you got it. That, that, we're built to to pass block. I mean, we have one of the best online coaches in the league, um, and you'd hope that he can he can coach these players up. But I think, look, you know, to the, me, the, the weakness we, on this we were line. Ranked, we were ranked sixth in run blocking. Do you know that? We were ranked sixth yeah. in run blocking. Sixth. But the stats are a little skewed. They're skewed because we haven't we didn't run the ball that many times a game. We ran the ball like 16 times a game because. Don't, don't give me that. The, we were sixth, and the Cowboys are ranked, what? Thirteenth, fifth, fifth, and thirteenth, respectively. Come on, we the the O line is not a problem. The one problem that's left on the O line is backup center, and God knows we need a backup center. Hasn't been addressed. Needs to be addressed. Honestly, why, I, why not just pick someone up in free agency if you if someone gets hurt? I mean, why why waste? Uh, you know, I I would say bring bring someone who can who can do emergency backup. I think Chase. Chase Rulier or whatever his name is can do emergency backup. I think he's a center, but I mean, I don't, I don't see a need to bring in a veteran for center. You know, we'll we'll leave it at that. I mean, there, there's going to be a need because knowing our team, we will have the injury that costs us everything. But the whole thing with O line is they are the boring trenches of football. 
so there's not much to say on it. So with that, I say we go D-line because no, we had a- Nope, I'm not yet. What? I think Sean LaValle yeah. is a huge weakness on offensive line. And I, I can't let this episode go without talking about the weakness that Sean LaValle is at left guard. I mean, he's the new Corey Lichtensteiger to me. He's, he's the weakest link on the offensive line. Look, um, it's we saw Ari Quandro come in uh, last year, and he played a game or two. And I thought he actually did really well. I thought he did fantastic for someone who, um, you know, didn't have much in-season game experience. So I would watch out for this training camp training camp battle and to see if Ari Quanjo can surpass uh, Sean Laval at left guard. It's Laval's last year on contract. I say he he goes all out because he doesn't want to leave yet. Um, honestly, I. I just I can't get over how stacked the O line is. We're 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 huge, and I, we're going to be one of the best this year. And Kirk's going to love it, and P Ryan's going to love it, and Fat Rob's going to love it, and I'm going to love it. It's going to be great. Yep. And Mark my words. We can't forget that Ty Seki has got to be the best backup tackle league. I mean, the uh, easily guys, easily. the guy can start on 15 teams easily. Yeah, the guy's good. The 15 and teams that are probably going to sign Kirk. <laughs> That's probably true. Then you have Morgan Moses, who signed his big extension this offseason. Brandon Sheriff, who's in, what, his third or fourth year? Is it third? Um, yeah, something like that. Spencer Long, who's in his fourth year, first year, uh, first full year under center last year, coming back. So he might improve. And then you have Trent Williams. Hopefully he can stay out of trouble, play a full 16 games. Um, the guy's a beast. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he... Uh, Gets called on upon for captain duties this season after his four-game suspension. It would be interesting to see what Jay Gruden's decision on that is going to be. Yeah, it means nothing. It, it means something to, to, I think, the players in the locker room. Like the the sea patch, the sea patch means nothing. I mean, it's 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 a boys' club. You're you're the boys with everyone, or you're not. The sea patch means nothing. Nobody cares about it. It's just for uh, the media. No, uh, I mean, who really cares about the point toss? No, they're the role models of your team. They're the leaders of your team. And it's all, it's it can't all be spoken. It can't be said enough how important leadership in the locker room is. Once I mean, you give RG3 a patch for, for breathing, the, the patch loses all meaning. I mean, we saw, we saw the drop-off when London Fletcher left. Is that correct or not? We saw a drop-off in, in leadership in the locker room. We, we saw a drop-off when D'Angelo Hall got hurt last season and came back in the locker room. Locker room... Um, leadership definitely matters, especially in the NFL where yeah, most guys on the team are under 24 years old. So these guys are probably going out, you know, partying, right, well, drinking, well, all that stuff. That'll, that'll answer the question. Present. That'll answer the question. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, to me, I would go and... I mean, I, b- I believe Trent Williams, so I would go and, and continue with him on as as captain. Um, I think he's the leader of the offensive line. I think he's well respected in the locker room. All right, um, all right, okay. He's so definitely he's gonna, messed up. He'll get the C patch. Okay. Who cares? Okay. Who cares? That's Who cares? what I'm trying to say. Nobody it's cares. Fluff. Kirk won't. That's be what here. I've been saying. Who cares? Look, let's go D line because we have John. Someone's got a block for Colt McCoy in 2018. Look, oh we have Jonathan God. Allen on defense. I, I, I want to talk about Jonathan cheer Allen. About, I can't cheer for this team. I can't cheer for this team if Colt McCoy is the quarterback. I can't. I can't. And, and you know, I, leave, I leave it to I'm Bruce. Not, I'm not you know, advocating for Colt McCoy. 
this is ridiculous that that we're in this situation. I completely agree. I mean, Bruce but, Allen has sucked the life out of this podcast and out of all Redskins fans. The only people that that, that are that, ironically the and I talked with Stevie about this the other day. All the upper bowl fans and and not meant to be a shot, but it kind of is, and I, I don't really care. Like all the fans that are turning now on Kirk and saying he's a he's a greedy bastard and blah blah blah. Yo, they don't either. They can't do math, or they just don't understand the circumstances fully. Because of course not. They insulted him with an offer. He's gonna walk, and it doesn't matter if we have the Hogs playing offensive line, or if Dexter Manley and Charles Mann are gonna come back and play the. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Lavar can do the leap. It doesn't matter because if if the offense can't stay on the field because we don't have a quarterback, then the defense they may be great this year, but. We've had great defenses, great defenses that couldn't get off the field and thus put up subpar numbers. So, um, yeah. Bottom line, we're just not going to be a good team without Kirk. Fine. Now let's talk about the D line. Let's talk about the rookie, Jonathan Allen, baby. I'm ready. So, I'm so ready for him. He definitely dropped in the draft, and I don't think that anybody in Redskins Park was expecting Jonathan Allen to be there when they picked. So I think that's definitely a blessing in disguise because I think if he was gone, I think Bruce would have fumbled the pick and picked up a center or a kicker or a punter just because he has knows nothing about football. The, but the fact that Jonathan Allen dropped was definitely a blessing in disguise. Um, the question is going to be how fast can he pick up the speed of the NFL and the speed of the professional game, the speed of the offensive lineman. Um, oh, he's a stud. I'm not worried about that at all. He, he is a true and pure athlete. I'm not worried about that one bit. The best part about him, aside from what he can physically do, is going to be that you actually have to pay attention to him, which opens up everyone else, right? That pass rush now, you're focused on one side, so it should be, it, it should be a sack fest, Sounds dirty, but it should be a sack fest on defense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which side does he does he play on? Is he going to go on the Kerrigan side, or is he going to rotate? Is he going to play nose tackle a little bit? There's still a lot of questions to be answered. I think the hope is that once we get to training camp this week, we'll be able to see him in in person and be able to 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 analyze that. But I think there's still a lot of questions to be answered. Who's going to play next to him? Who's going to like? Who's going to fill out this defensive line? I mean, we talked inside linebackers, outside linebackers, so we kind of have the front seven on the outsides done. But well, we I mean, look about it. So you got the McTwins now, right? So you got McLean and McGee. You got them. You got what? Phil Taylor at nose. You got Jonathan Allen. Ziggy Hood's looking all right. Lanier's right there as a backup. I mean, I, I it, it sucks that we lost Chris we Baker. Lost Chris it's, Baker. Yeah, but I mean, his stats were fluffed probably from last yeah, year. Yeah, I love him, but yeah, his stats were fluffed. I mean, the 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 scary thing now is 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 the running backs that we're gonna face this year are they're good. I mean, the, it's gonna be some of the best running backs ever, and this was the the perfect time for us to to bolster that front line because who do you got? You got. You got Zeke twice, David Johnson. Now you got Blunt on the Eagles twice. Uh, Ingram and, and maybe AP turns into old AP, which I doubt. But, I mean, it's it's going to be crazy. It's it's going to be crazy yeah. for that front you line. Melvin Gordon and the that. Chargers come in. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, and this was easily our weakest part of our defense last season. Um, 
but who knows? But I'll tell I mean, you what, they're big though. Again, wide receivers big, O line big, D line big. It it finally, finally, I feel like we were a midget team, and all of a sudden we we all went through puberty and grew up. I mean, you got everybody is over what six three and up. It's, I mean, I don't. I want to see swatted balls. I want to see all of us imitate JJ Watt. I want to see. I want to see pressure dialed up. I want to see us do so well that Josh Norman starts earning his money and that Zach Brown does everything that we need him to do. And and I honestly think it's going to be hard for this line. Like, I want to be positive, but it's going to be hard. And I love – I want Jonathan Allen to, to be defensive rookie of the year if he could be, but it's going to be hard this year, especially in the East. The East has some talent that's going to be shoved down our throats. Also, you think Trey uh, moves back inside again? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to take a, a big mess up for him to not to not have the snaps that we're expecting him to have. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that we, we haven't, I feel like we've underestimated is the fact that there's a new coordinator in town, kind of a hired within, probably a more of a, a Jim Zorn hire. Um, you know, coached the linebackers last year and is now running the defense. I think we would all agree that we weren't high on this new this new defensive coordinator, but I don't think we're as low as we were on Joe Barry or Jim Hazlitt on him. So True. I think the schemes that he dials up and you know whether they're gonna be in a in a base four three or um, a three four most of the time, you know, it kind of seems like they're gonna mix it up is going to be very interesting. Um, and then you have Trent Murphy, who's going to be suspended for the first four games of the year. You have Preston Smith, who's coming off of a down year. Um, you know, Ryan Harrigan, who's coming off of injuries, and Junior Gallette, who's coming off of two Achilles. So I think... Have you have you heard about unit, Junior? Junior's looking, Junior's looking pretty good. I'm, I'm really excited to see him in training camp. He, if he does what he did in New Orleans, just think about that for a second. Yeah, He's, I mean, but but he did that last season. I mean, he was jumping over trash cans and boxes and whatever else he did, and then he, he tore an Achilles. But I guess the doctor said that, you know, your chances of doing that again are slim. But, yeah, I think at the end of the day, I think as a unit, they're going to be a little bit better. But, um, you know, time will only tell. And, you know, training camp starts in less than a week. I think we're all excited for that. We're all excited to be down in Richmond. Although it's going to be over 100 degrees, it's going to be hot. Um, I think the key out of training camp is that players come out in shape and healthy. I think those are the, the two main things. We really can't afford to have any injuries. But I, I do feel that this is the first time in a while that we have a little bit of depth, a lot of positions. In previous years, I mean... Um, we were one injury away from catastrophe. We were a jun- last season. We were a junior. We were banking on Junior Gillette so hard that his injury then, you know, forced Trent, Trent Murphy to go inside, then back outside, and go on whatever meds that he went on, and get suspended. <laughs> but, um, you know, I feel like we're we're deeper than we have been in previous years, and I feel like this is still a Scott McLuhan put together roster. Oh, the the, de- the defense, the defense especially screams Scotty. Um, may he rest in peace. I miss him already. But um, 
Yeah, I'm I mean, excited. Let's, I'm excited. Let's give, let's give Doug Williams a chance. We haven't seen what he's done. I mean, he, he was working under Scott, I guess, for a few years. He's um, just a, he's just a puppet. It's okay. We'll get into I mean, that later. We'll get into that later. If he's a puppet, then what's Eric Schaefer? <laughs> a bigger puppet? I don't know. The hand in the puppet? I mean, Doug Williams was was not even involved in, in negotiations with the star of your team and you're the vice president of or player personnel. Or all whatever. I want, all I want, we're going to wrap up here. All I want is for Ezekiel Elliott to get his stupid suspension because it's finally that another team gets a stupid suspension. Yeah, but I mean, even you, you suspend him, it, nothing is as bad as taking away $36 million of salary cap from the Redskins. It's nothing is going to be as bad still as Still bitter about that. Yeah. In like mean, four was, years. It set our franchise back many years, but not as bad as setting a French back <laughs> from not signing the quarterback of the future. Hey, maybe if we had that thirty-six million, we could we could have done something. Yeah, well, that's... thirty-six million is a big deal. I mean, uh, you can't just pretend like it wasn't a big deal. And it was, you know, they thought they were getting cute, taking advantage of something that was there, and then they got penalized for it. But I just want to they say they did that nothing the wrong. They did nothing wrong. Well, they didn't because they they were within the they were within the rules of the year to do whatever they wanted to do, max out those or front load those contracts. But um, I, I just want to say something about the rookie. At like, the end of the- there's, there's a little bit of an injury concern here, right? I mean, that was that's part of the reason why he slipped in the, uh, in the first round. I, I'm glad that he's on the team. I don't think he needs to play every down to be effective. In fact, uh, I think I don't remember when we talked about maybe in the draft recap show or something. Um, I'm excited to see what this defense looks like, especially up front with a regular rotation of the vets and the young guys. Um, well, that's the key, right? That's the key I mean, is the regular rotation. A consistent rotation. Like, I, I'm going to miss Chris Baker, but he's gone and we got to move on. But um, the young guys, especially until they get up to speed with what the, these various offenses. And look, we're, we're going to play against some really good offenses this year. And you, you talked about it, not just running offenses, but uh, guys, you know, teams that do a lot of stuff at the line of scrimmage, a lot of shifts. I mean, that's the way this league works. So. Um, having the vets on the, uh, still with us, you know, uh, you know, serviceable players uh, is a big deal because it allows the young guys to kind of learn and come up to speed slowly. Um, you know, we never talk about scout teams or anything like that, but it's all important. And it, it's, it's incredible when you think about what goes into preparing for a, a, a football game on a Sunday. But on, specifically to Junior Gallette, it, you cannot pencil him in for anything. Like he is a, I mean, he is the true definition of an X factor, because he he can't be what he was in New Orleans. I mean, just you know, he's three years old. Yeah, he can't be that guy. But if he's three years older with two fake Achilles, right? You know, or two surgically repaired Achilles. Depends on how you look at it. He can't be better than he was, right? So the the ceiling is where the ceiling was. But can he come in? Can he play? You know, like he. It's a successful season if Junior's on the field, thirty five percent of the snaps to me. Honestly, if you do you remember what a force he was? If you give yeah, me a 75% I, I know, know, junior, give me 75% of him, that's huge for our team. Sure. I just feel like we're putting a lot of stock in Junior Gallette. We're putting a lot of hope in Junior Gallette and history says it's not going to turn out well. I mean, we did the same thing with Turner Jackson. You guys remember that? Yep. It did not turn out well. Um, so but at the same time, this team has has depth. I mean, we got Ryan Anderson, Preston Smith, Trent Murphy. So there is some depth at that position. 
Um, but you're absolutely right. We can't pencil him in for anything, and he's a true X Factor. I say he does so. good. I'm giving him eight sacks. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I'll give him 15. Well, great. <laughs> what, what, what do I we think, give it? I think eight sacks is reasonable. What are we it's giving not, Ryan Kerrigan? It's not reasonable. What are we giving Ryan Kerrigan? What did he have last year? Uh, torn pictorial muscle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ryan maybe gets 10. Maybe he gets to 10. He, that, I mean, he's good He's good for 10. I mean, that's his thing. Ryan, Ryan is, is a great... I mean, this is clearly not the outside linebacker segment. Um, so we, we don't want to spend too much time on it. But but Ryan, to me, is a, is a great outside linebacker, but he needs a pairing. He needs somebody else on the other side to, to add that pressure. When it's just... He, him, needs, he, he needs a line in front of him, and he finally has a line in front of him so he can clean up the trash... And I think, I think we're all excited and ready for training camp. I will be watching religiously and reading religiously about every note that I possibly can. Uh, I'm sure the rest of you guys will as well. Steve will probably be watching the Nats. So, uh, yeah, I think that's all for us. Guys, make sure you bring your sunblock to Richmond. It's going to be hot. Uh, for all our fans who are going, make sure you drink a lot of water, hydrate, and we'll see you out there. Until next time, this is DTC. We are out.